Warhammer fantasy news, hobby, lore, and more. Welcome to the War Games Orchard with Nathan and GJ. Call us Commander. This is the War Games Orchard. Welcome to episode 100. It's Nathan and GJ with you today. We got a very special episode 100 for you. We're going to be talking about Dark Omen, the classic Warhammer fantasy video game. It's beautiful. It's from the 90s. It is very 90s. And if you haven't played it, we're going to convince you to play it by the end of this episode. Guaranteed. 100%. And before we get into that, we got to say hello to GJ. Haven't gotten the two of us together for a while now. I think it's been four or five episodes. Uh, It's so, so good. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. Thanks. I'm... uh... I've been keeping busy with uh, all the stuff that happens both in real life and, uh, well, that's the same for you, of course, and then on the podcast as well. Um, I I don't know. Are we going to jump straight into hobby and news? Yeah, let's do it up. Let's do that. Not everybody needs a hobby. A hobby is supposed to pass the time, not fill it. I did absolutely nothing, and it was everything that I thought it could be. So for my uh, hobby, I have not been doing very much lately, but it was also because I was away on holiday. And I, before I went, uh, I was busy with some ogres. I had an ogre butcher and a command group for my ogres, for my, my slow-grow ogre army. Um, I've been picking those up again, and I am also... A, preparing some units that I'm going to paint in October for the Call of the Crown Edition 2, the paint challenge that I'm going to organize. And those are going to be Beastmen. Um, the, the community in its infinite wisdom has granted me that I should paint a Beastman army. So I'm going to get into those. And for this first month, I'm going to do one of those uh, six edition beast hearse with cores and ungors combined. And a, a few characters, a shaman and a, uh, a war core. So uh, yeah, that's going, it's going to be a nice start, I think. Not too overly ambitious, uh, but also uh, I do want to challenge myself a bit. I believe I have about 5,000 points lined up with all six and seventh edition units that I want to paint. So I'm going to do those. Uh, how about you, Nathan? Well, I have also been a little light on hobby. Uh, that's mostly because of school stuff. I'm, I'm kind of back in the swing of things. So that's eaten up a little bit of my time. Still not quite as busy as I was in the summer. So that's nice. I've been able to steal a, a few few little moments here and there. I've been painting up some black knights that I'm still working on. Uh, that's for one page rules. I got a little one page warband rule. And uh, my newest uh, thing that I've started for that is a champion. And it's in the rules, it's an undead champion. So you can kind of just play with it in, in whatever way you want. And what I've done is I discovered at a local hobby store, they had two of the Reaper Dark, I believe Dark Legends is is the, the model range, and they are classic horror monsters. So I got, I picked up a Frankenstein's monster and Wolfman. And so they look like the classic 30s monsters, and I'm really excited about them. They're in basically the right scale for uh, one page slash Warhammer. So one of them, and I haven't decided who yet, is going to be my undead champion to to lead my force in one one page rules. And this is for the uh, campaign with my father in law that I've been mentioning on the show. And uh, luckily that we we keep uh, being busy on the weekends, so I, I we haven't been able to head out to visit them, which keeps giving me more and more time to to finish this warband. It's five models. Uh, in total and i'm really really struggling to get through it but i am excited to to put some paint on some some classic movie monsters and i've looked at the range on reaper's websites and unfortunately there's only one more in the range which is a classic uh bella lugosi style dracula which i'm gonna probably 
have to order online, I think, because I, I doubt that that hobby store is going to going to get more of those guys in. But uh, I, I want to cl- complete that collection with my my love of those monsters now. And uh, they're going to be a lot of fun to to paint up. And I'm thinking about using that wolf man in any game where I take either like dire wolves or I take, uh, you know, any kind of like chaos hounds or something, just sneak him in there amongst the models and have him count as a, uh, as a wolf in, in any Warhammer games that I play, which should be a lot of fun. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at for hobby at the moment. Awesome. Um, speaking of stuff like hobby, uh, I also have to mention the paint challenge that we are doing on the Wargames Orsard Facebook page. We have the voting up for the challenge of August with the team Too Hot to Handle. Uh, we've got four entries in total. We have a uh, Halfling Hotpot Catapult by uh, Emil Scheier. We have a Wood Elf Scout Champion by, and I hope I pronounce your name correctly, Jörn Huntler. We have Puddle the Melting Orc by Bruce Sigrist and uh, Sunny Jim the Sunbathing Zombie Pirate by yours truly. <laughs> we also have a new paint challenge up for this uh, next month, for, for well, this current month, I should say. And the the new theme is uh, the A-Team. I discovered that Nathan and I both liked this uh, very classic 80s show. So I thought, why not do a theme about that? We already have one person, Nick Jacob, who posted a picture of Kurt Helborg on a griffin. Because in his own words, why not? Um, <laughs> which is a, a very good question indeed, uh, Nick. And I I forgot to mention it with the hobby stuff, but I also have started my own A-team. Uh, it's going to be in the zombie pirate theme, so it's going to be the Z theme. And I've tried to keep as true to the four cast members as possible. I am going to do four of them. So um, there's going to be... Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure yet about all the names, but I do think that... Uh, Hannibal will be a cannibal. I've got him eating a uh, a leg bone, a femur, uh, of course, with a smoking cigar between his fingers. Um, I'm going to do uh, face man. It's going to be faceless man. Uh, Just put a uh, a skeleton skull on top of an empire hand gunner. So yeah, this is going to be more the, uh, um, the hand gunner zombie regiment for me. Uh, going to start on those as well. I, I have the uh, the regular zombies. I've been doing some of those. So I thought it would be a good way to start this. So I'm really curious to see how it turns out. And uh, yeah, um, uh, this might be just uh, a little bit unfair because I'm the one also uh, taking over the paint challenge and, and participating in it so I can tweak the team beforehand. But I can assure you, Apart from what I was doing with the zombie pirates, I had no idea yet how I was going to approach this. So uh, for those of you who accuse me of um, rigging the the competition, (laughs) uh, yes, it is definitely rigged, but probably not in the way you think it is. (laughs) It's, uh, (laughs) I I usually, uh, I, I am just using this as a challenge for myself as well. Uh, which I am sure you did as well, Nathan, when uh, you that, you did that's it, exactly uh, it back in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, if it brings us things as wonderful as your sunbathing zombie, uh, definitely worth it. Because if you haven't looked at that, go and look at GJ's and zoom in, and I want you to pick out all the little details the uh the sunglasses the the hand coming over the ground holding the drink how how did you make that drink by the way oh yeah that was uh i, I had really fun making this one the drink is actually the tip of a uh, uh pipette is that's the correct term in English? oh yeah yeah i forgot so so you have like these little plastic uh, dropper pipettes and i cut off the tip of one i um colored the bottom with some contrast paints i think to make it look like a uh, uh was it a tequila sunrise or something like mm-hmm. that or one of one of those tropical drinks and then i used a tiny bit of paper clip to make the straw and 
uh, a tiny sliver of wood and some green stuff to make the little umbrella. I actually had to do it twice because I had already started on it and then I somehow lost it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wildly good. It is it is just so much fun. He looks so happy too. That's what I I think I love about him most. He is just living his best zombie life, just baking in the sun there. The all of the entries are so so good though. Um Bruce, your your melting orc uh is simple and beautiful. <laughs> and a I little mean, the, like the story that goes scary. with it, it it was like yeah. This is Puddle, he's just doing his thing. He's always afraid <laughs> of the sun because he's melting and then one day he did. End of story. <laughs> I, I, I actually la- laughed out loud at my screen yeah. when I read that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, so uh, thank you so much, everyone who entered. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to I'm going to try my I, my level best to to get something in for this one. I, I had a great idea for the too hot to handle and it just uh, it, it got away from me the time, unfortunately. But sometimes that happens and that's OK, because this is a, a monthly challenge. and hey, there's always next month and all of the themes are going to be uh, super fun and super serious, just like always. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Speaking uh, of uh, super serious, um, on a more serious note, I do want to shout out this podcast that I encountered the other day. It's called the Old Hammer Fiction Podcast. It's by a British gentleman called Lewis Davies. Uh, he reads out stories from some of the old 80s Warhammer anthologies. And uh, so far he's used uh, Ignorant Armies and Wolf Riders. And um, he doesn't just read out these stories, which are, some of them are really good. I, I, I have those books in my cabinet, but I haven't read them yet. And um, which is also the story of my life, by the way. I have <laughs> a lot of stuff that I haven't done anything with yet. But he... After the story, he also gives a, a literary analysis. He discusses the themes. He, he puts it into a, a broader context of fiction in general. He compares it to maybe the works that it was based on um, some some other authors, uh, a little bit of background info about the, uh, the author who usually in this time, in this era, uses a pen name because, well, Warhammer fiction at that time didn't have the greatest reputation so you probably didn't want to have your own name connected to that and uh, that has of course been uh, flipped around by now but um, yeah that's uh, really interesting I learned a lot from it Uh, the Old Hammer Fiction podcast if you want to check it out Um, I can uh, definitely recommend that one awesome Uh, that sounds right up my alley I I I'm excited about that. I love these little like niches that people carve out for for themselves in and around the hobby. Like that was always kind of my thing with this podcast was I was I was just like, man, someone should do this podcast. Well, I guess it's going to have to be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I'm sure he had the same thought. He was just like, you know what? This is so cool. I want to share this. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Going to check that out. All right. right. Yeah, that, that's it for news as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, unless great. you have anything uh, else nothing, to add. Could, nothing uh, new and uh, and noteworthy as, as far as news goes over on this side. So I think we are ready to dive in to Dark Omen. And this is a subject that we've been meaning to do for a long time. And pretty much ever since we t- I did the uh, breakdown of Shadow of the Horned Rat over on the Patreon. It was our very first Patreon episode. And now we're going to look at Dark Omen, which is kind of its bigger, more successful. Well, maybe maybe not more successful, but uh, certainly better. <laughs> bigger, better brother. Uh, fixed a lot of the problems that Shadow of the Horned Rat has graphically uh, much, much better. And uh, it, it, it did come out three years later, so it had a little bit of a leg up in that regard came out in 1998 and for anyone who doesn't know uh dark omen is a real-time strategy game where you play as a mercenary commander and he uh you are tasked with basically uh saving the empire uh from a newly risen threat of the undead this is not the first time you've saved the Empire. You've also saved the Empire from Skaven in Shadow of the Horned Rat. And uh, nobody is ever particularly 
grateful <laughs> for your for your assistance not the least of which uh is is carl franz who seems to uh uh just kind of use you and uh and puts up with you uh at, at, in the best of times but it's it's a it's a fun romp it's a it's a hard game um but talking about uh, we're gonna i think start with the lore uh morgan bernhardt is the commander of the grudge bringers and this is a mercenary company that is kind of based around his Grudgebringer cavalry. And he also has a unit of Grudgebringer infantry. And then through the game, your ranks will swell with more and more troops uh, as you hire more uh, units and you are joined for certain battles by some units and then they'll depart. And uh, so you get the chance to, to play with a lot of different stuff in this game, which is is really cool. Um, starts off with a, a classic defending a trading post from some goblins. And, um, then of course, apropos of almost nothing, you get summoned to the Imperial court by your old friend, Carl Franz, who you met in the first game. And Carl Franz in both Shadow of the Horned Rat and, uh, Dark Omen is just, he's such a character. He's, he's a bit of a jerk. He's a lot of a jerk, to be honest. Uh, but I still like him a lot. Like, how do you find Carl Franz is portrayed in this in this game? He is uh, he is a lovable jerk. Let's let's call it. <laughs> that's like it. That. Yeah, that's a good way to there, put it. There are he, he has some um, some of the same sense of humor that I have. Uh, very very dry at times. Uh, the one quote that comes to mind is when. Uh, he orders Volkmar, Volkmar the Grim, to go into the top of the highest tower of Aldorf to read from, uh, I believe, the Libor Mortis it is, the Book yes. of the Dead. And then uh, you get a cutscene, and then, you, and then it, it jumps back to Volkmar being wounded. You see these battle wounds on his face, on his portrait. Yeah, and, this book literally and, like fought him for possession of yeah. his soul. <laughs> like, and 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 uh, so this this is no small thing that happened to him. And he he discusses that uh, um, just opening the book unleashes uh, the seventeen minor damnations or something like that. Uh, and and then he he starts telling about his encounter, about how he. I believe fought off a demon made entirely of fingers and, and how his soul was almost turned inside out and then the soul of any lesser man would have been, but he was just protected by his great magics. And then Carl Franz says something like, I care less for the state of your soul and more for what you've actually learned. So basically yeah, yeah, the, tell- the whole Monty Python and the Holy Grail, get on with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically tells him to keep it to himself. Like, just, Oh yeah, that's what he says. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I suggest you keep the state of your soul to yourself. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, Carl, come on, buddy. You could be a little grateful, a little bit. A little bit of empathy. Uh, a little, yeah, no, but uh, he's the, the great statesman of the empire just does not have time for, for his... Uh, his grand theogenist's uh, near death experience, so he could he could learn a few clues from from yeah. the Libra Mortis. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so and that's all you're getting, just some clues. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that's all you get. Like he he went to all of this trouble for like the like basically a fortune cookies level of yeah. <laughs> of um, so uh, old Carl has you has you come to to his court to tell you that orcs uh, have begun. Um, kind of invading the border princes and uh, you you meet uh, a character from the original game uh, who has now maybe dyed his hair or maybe stress has turned his hair a different color uh, but it's it's old Sven Carlson and uh, Sven was I, I liked Sven from the first game I like him in this game too I just like Sven he's just a fun he's a fun character and um, so you you kind of travel with him down to the Border Princes, which is where most of the first game or a lot of the first game took place. I shouldn't say most that that game like this game sends you all over the old world. And. Um, so you you go down there, you, you fight some orcs and uh, you realize that the orcs are aren't so much invading the Empire as they are fleeing from a, uh, a horde of of the undead. And uh, 
so that it kind of kind of takes you off from there. We, I, I was gonna say I could I, we could kind of paraphrase the the whole plot here, but uh, your your main enemy for this game is going to be the forces of the undead under the Dread King. The Dread King is a kind of a Nagash light character, maybe somewhere in, around like Arkan's power level. It seems um he he is listed on i believe the uh, warhammer wikipedia or something like that as one of the original nine uh mortarks of the gash oh really i did not know that okay so yeah so somewhere somewhere around there um that's really interesting because when you see him in games he he kind of he's got that kind of lich look right where he is kind of a skeleton himself um and uh oh man so this is a good time to to talk about the cutscenes in this game because I'm, I'm thinking about them and my god i love the cutscenes in this game i they love the animation. so amazing yeah yeah they does a really good job of of giving you the story um kind of like the the quick hits of like what's going on and also just setting a real mood this game has yes. a real like darker mood to it right i, I think Shadow of the Horned Rat was a little bit higher fantasy because uh, you had stuff like the Skaven like drilling machine and stuff. And like you, you get some like weird and wild stuff in, in this one uh, or in Shadow. And this one to me felt a little bit more, maybe a little bit more down to earth. And maybe that's just because the Skaven aren't involved and the Skaven are very silly. But this one was a little like a lot darker in tone and feel. And it really captured that like, yeah, you're fighting against the undead. Um and and everything's a little bit more morbid and and uh and and kind of grimy um so yeah you'll throughout the game you'll you'll do a lot of kind of fun things uh you'll escort um the uh emperor's i think niece um, uh yes or cousin. cousin cousin um and uh she'll later get uh, she gets kidnapped by vampires and you'll you'll go and and um and rescue her at one point you will fight you're you're basically looking for these like three artifacts to try and um and you're you're trying to stop the dread king from getting his hands on them and uh so it'll take you all over the place you'll go up to kislev at one point you'll go over to bretonia and fight uh along in in musulon um you get and to, you'll run into uh, you get to go to uh Atholoran. Yes, Atholoran um, again. It's a nice side quest with the tree man over there. Yes, oh the tree men. God, I love them. I love them so much. Uh yeah, I I was just really impressed with those wood elf archers. I mean you oh, yeah. you you have all those archers in the games like your crossbowmen and your helm guard bowmen that, that stay with you. And they they fire and then their arrows hit and then they fire again. And the wood elves, they are just like, they fire. And before <laughs> that first volley hits the target, they have already let go of the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Those wood elves do not mess around. They are wonderful. Yeah. They, one of the, the issues, and I'll, we'll get to it when we talk about gameplay a little bit, but like a lot of the game, you are kind of relying on your missile weapons and your artillery and stuff to, to do serious damage before you kind of commit. Uh, yeah, because you you're always out gunline strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have those wood elves, you're just like, oh my God, like, this is like having a machine gun. It's like bringing a machine gun to a fantasy battle. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> uh, it's just very satisfying because this, we'll, we'll get to the, the difficulty level of this game, which is, I, I think, uh, unreasonable, which is, is how I would, I would put it. And in kind of in line with the first game too, the first game too, you kind of, at least I had to be very, um, exploitative of game mechanics and i kind of have to do that in donna or in um, dark omen to yeah move along as well but yeah so this game is just a treat in terms of of all the places you get to go the different types of units you get to see and also like the the characters that you're you're joined by and um their interactions as well yeah, so and, for example, and, and a lot of the special characters you get to meet in the cutscenes and, and in yes. the in-betweens as well. You, you you get to meet, well, we already mentioned Carl Franz and Volkmar, but you also, I believe, uh, get to meet King Lou and Leonker. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a, an, an uh, audition with uh, Serena Catherine in Kislev. 
Yeah, yeah. You you get to rub shoulders with kind of the royalty of the old world yeah. <laughs> in this game a little bit, which is which is fun too because you have such a very no nonsense, not impressed uh, character as Commander Bernhardt, who is is just you know he's just over everything all of the time. <laughs> is how I would describe him. Like, yeah, he's uh, you know. He's, oh, so he's... so 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 you are the boss of the entire emperor. That's fine as long as you pay me. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of his uh, his one and only concern throughout this game is basically getting paid. There are a couple of times where you can make him be a little bit more noble, um, and it, because th this game is a, quite a bit more linear than Shadow of the Horned Rat is in terms of the, like the quest lines. Uh, in Shadow of the Horned Rat, there's kind of whole trees that will branch off, and then you'll you'll there's whole parts of the game that you don't really play through. Um, Dark Omen is, is less, it's, it's a lot more linear and there are, there are several times where you will get the option to do kind of a, this or that type of thing, but it, it follows a much more straightforward path through, through the most of it. And, uh, but there's a, a couple things like, for example, um, one of the things that you can do early on in the game is when you're, once you've escorted the the countess, uh, uh, Karl Franz's cousin, you can actually stay and defend her in this town. Uh, and I believe that keeps her from... I don't think it keeps her from getting kidnapped. The no, no, it doesn't. Thing, but uh... it, it, it does. It keeps her safe for a little while, but it does make the next battle harder because you don't have the... Um, you basically arrive too late to save this watchtower. And instead of like having defending units that are helping you out, you just have to fight your way through a bunch of undead. So oh, things I find, like I find that. it easier to attack the tower than to defend it. Uh, I did too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, that's one of the reasons I always stay to, to defend. Uh, I think her name's Isabella. Isabella von uh, Liebowitz. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I always stay to defend her. Also, if you stay to defend her after the battle's over, they shoot off fireworks from the uh, kind they of the do. town center. Yeah. And uh, I'm always just and, taking And there out. is a uh, very neat magic item that you want to get in that mission. In that map. Oh, yes. There's, yeah. there's the, the book that gives your wizard an extra spell, mm. which is cunningly hidden in one of the buildings with a, a sign of a book in front of it. That's right. That's right. I think the first time I found that was entirely accidental. Yeah, because you just shoot your cannon every which way yep. and then and suddenly <laughs> one of those houses goes up in flame and uh, a villager comes running out, burning and then falling down. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say the, uh, the, the, the mission objectives always come well before the worrying about property damage in that game. Yes. <laughs> it's just like cannon fire everywhere all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and, and man, the uh, the magic items could for for a game that's so unforgiving the magic items could be a little bit more uh forthcoming with their locations sometimes like sometimes they are like sometimes you you notice them and they're just kind of there, there are hints in the map yeah there's, there's <laughs> this one in uh troll country where you where you just basically one troll after another is coming towards your defenses and there's uh, a formation of rocks in the form of an arrow pointing to another rock right uh, which, yes. which is telling you that if you shoot that rock then a magic item will pop out <laughs> yeah definitely the uh the a very realistic way of finding magic yes. items i think in the warhammer world is is shooting your cannon at stuff until <laughs> magic items pop out <laughs> oh yeah I'm so just this game... they, they allowed you in this game to switch items between units yes Oh my god. So uh, Shadow of the Horned Rat was awful for that because as soon as you equipped something, it was locked. If you picked it up in battle, then yeah. 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 So you you had to make sure that you were picking it up with the unit that you wanted to have it forever. Yes. And, and I made the mistake of picking up a shield with my Amber Wizard and then I was wondering why I could never why... get any more spells off. Yeah. Was... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. And I, I, I admit or I admire their commitment to the bit right to the to the warhammer rules where it's just like oh you gave your wizard armor can't cast spells but come on <laughs> like really come on <laughs> that is ridiculous and 
you know, Dark Omen is is a game that definitely built on its on its predecessor. It is a much better game and much more fun, I think, to play than its predecessor. At least I have more fun with it than I did with Shadow. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff where you're just like, you could have gone a little bit further than than they did in this case. Um But the lore the lore here is is just that's why you want to play this game, I think, in 2022 is because it tells a fun story. It's the same thing with Shadow, honestly. Like if you have the patience uh, to get through Shadow, it's it's worthwhile for the story. And it's the same with with Dark Omen. There's there's so much here that is just so fun. Uh, the character models in their little pop up windows uh, throughout the game will will have dialogue for you. A lot of the cutscenes are the characters just talking to each other about their situation and they'll they'll kind of argue this and that and a lot of their their dialogue is just pure gold. It's it really is. Uh Witch Hunter Matthias is I think one of my favorite characters that you meet during the game because uh much like Commander Bernhardt, he is just he's just a grump. He's just a but he's a witch hunter, right? So he's he's a suspicious grump that that's all about like, you know, putting witches to the to the flame. And the thinly veiled threats that that go back and forth between him and Bernhard are just are just fun. <laughs> like there's there's no other way to to put that than like there's, there's, there's a lot a of real fun competition between those two and uh, it's it's just a battle of wits and mm-hmm. in the end uh Matthias gives out. Uh, burnout as always and that's also why we started this episode call us commander burnout is, is always telling this witch hunter call me commander and um he then replies oh then you should also address me with my proper title of witch hunter general and burnout is just like yeah matthias that's okay no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> but you call me commander and, and then in yeah. the end he, he actually does so he he I don't know for how long, but in in, in the final few missions, he mm-hmm. refers to Bernhard as commander. Hmm. I uh, I really wish, by the end. way, that that he was actually a playable character in in the game. Isn't that disappointing? Yeah. Because when he, you meet him, you're just like, oh, I'm gonna have a sweet hero witch hunter to like mess around with, right? And you just don't. He just doesn't. Yeah, show up. Other than to yeah trade verbal barbs with you throughout the cutscenes, which i mean it has its own value certainly yeah and well it, it, it also plays to the character because every time a battle is joined he he suddenly remembers he has business elsewhere right <laughs> i always i always forget that yeah yeah he has a, a really really good skill of just not being around when you're you're in the thick of things yeah what of of this game like, what's your favorite kind of um, section of this game as far as the lore goes? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think as far as the lore goes, it's... Um, maybe even one of the first ones when you don't know yet what the threat is. Even mm. before you find out that... Uh, what those three items are that the Dread King is after. Um, It's just uh, you being a mercenary general, going about your business, fighting orcs a bit, getting hired, (laughs) and then uh, basically one thing leads to another and then stuff escalates. And then all of a sudden, the Emperor gives you his rune fang to go off to Camry to uh, destroy the Dread King in his own pyramid. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you failed certain missions, then I know there's a safe game. I, I haven't played it myself, but there, there is someone who um, you have th- three key missions where you have a, if you don't win them, the Dread King will get stronger. And those mm-hmm. those three things that you get are the uh, the Jewel of Morsleep, which is a big warpstone chunk that increases the Dread King's magical powers. You have the Hand of Nagash, which is a hero in a chariot. And you have um, the the Black Grail, the, the, uh, which is a, a unit of uh, Grail Knights in uh, uh, Turned Undead, which mm-hmm. is something that later at least in Bretonia flies against the lore because those Grail Knights are so high and mighty. They uh, they are living saints. They, and even in dead, they cannot be raised or corrupted. But yeah, these have been... And uh, so you get those two units and that extra 
warpstone chunk that gives the Dread King some extra magical powers. And that mission in and of itself, it's hard, that final mission. Uh, it's um, the, the game is, is rather unforgiving throughout, but this final mission, um, even when you apply everything that you learned, there's still a better than even chance that you'll just get obliterated. The luck is really a factor in that final mission. You have to, uh, your cannon has to hit what it's aiming at and your, mm. uh, your troops have to hold when the undead charge and not flee. And that, that luck factor that has done me in more than once, especially in that last mission. And that, that, that was me uh, after me getting all the... Uh, Winning all the battles for the um, for the items, so to say. Yeah. Well, and that's the 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 thing about this this game is that you you really like I don't continue unless I win a, a, a mission, just because I know how how much harder that makes everything else. So I I definitely abuse the save the save game. Yeah state and i I think you should definitely um i I, yeah i think for me i the the bretonian part of the game i really like i really like and it's the part of the game that i struggle with a lot too for for whatever reason it's just i find the muslon fight quite difficult i mean i find a lot of the game quite difficult but what you say about about locking your cannon having to hit like that is yeah that is basically the rng has to be with you for a lot of those battles because you're always outnumbered especially in like the final battles it's ridiculous like how many units there the some of the other things you can kind of do are um abusing game triggers so for example uh, a lot of things in Dark Omen, like Shadow the Horned Rat, work on like when your unit passes this point, this thing will trigger, which sometimes spawns more enemy units or sometimes that. So kind of keeping your army back and then kind of trying to deal with the enemy in piecemeal and then yeah, sending one wave up at time. To, to, yeah, that can really help you. It's, 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 it's unfortunate, too, because this game would be so much more fun if you could, I think, play it the way that maybe it was intended to be played where like you're advancing and your enemy's advancing, right? Like more like a game of Warhammer um, where I think 99% of the missions, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm sitting in my, uh, with as many guns and crossbows and bows as possible, sending up a in, unit to yeah. scout, trigger something, coming back to my deployment zone, trying to bombard it. And then, or, or, you know, deal with it with magic or that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is kind of, it is kind of unfortunate that, that you have to do that because the game is, is so hard. The thing I hate hearing the most though, in this game is we fear the enemy. <laughs> like, yes. Just like, no, please, <laughs> please stop. Please stop. Don't run away again. Yeah. Oh my God. And when you're later on in the game and you've been fighting the undead for like, you know, five ten however many missions and then somehow one of your premier units who is now like experienced and you're just like yeah they're 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 big and they're tough and it's like a unit of chaff zombies and they're like we fear this enemy and you're like how how you fought like a thousand of these guys at this point right like yeah <laughs> you have to be immune to it at some point right it has I to haven't stop even thought about it yeah that, that yeah. absolutely makes no sense story-wise thanks for ruining the game for me nathan oh well you know, <laughs> we do what we can here <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's it's a shame because i you know i say all these problems with the gameplay i am still very fond of this game and i still do like to go back and play it it's still fun and it's it's it, worth it yeah. for the story alone it's just it's a very hard game to play and it's it is and and, um, it, and it, it does get a bit one-sided when all you have mm-hmm. to do is is sit back and wait and then send the unit forward and then rush yeah. back as fast as you can hopefully your your bright wizard will get the uh, teleportation spell uh, yeah that that's that's the most awesome thing and you can just uh instantly so the- teleport back and um just wait for everything to come to you the the playthrough that i was doing uh, in preparation for for this episode, uh, my bright wizard did have the teleportation spell. In the last battle that I played, uh, he got. I was I was doing I was being real cheeky with him. I was I was sending him up because uh, I, I I like to use him to scout because he can teleport right back and he's usually at a at a harm's way. 
And what did I find? I ran into, I ran into, I think a, a necromancer or so, some kind of spellcaster. I think it was a necromancer. And didn't he just like straight up, uh, like one shot me. And I don't know if it was like dark hand of death or gaze of Nagash or something, but he just like, he took a look at my wizard and he was like, you shall not pass. And he just obliterated him. And I was just like, okay, escape, quit, reload. Yeah. I was like, there is no way I'm losing a bright wizard. That is too. <laughs> the, the, the game is just unwinnable after that. After that. Yeah. You yeah. need your wizard. Just like the Amber wizard in, um, shadow of the horn shadow, right? you yeah. need your magic support so badly because they're so good <laughs> yeah all you want to be doing all game is just throwing fireballs at people yeah, yeah. um but well other than that it's a great game it is it's, it is uh, i think it held up really well and of course graphics are they are late 1990s so if you mm-hmm. zoom in too closely then you will see Everything is just pixels. Uh, yeah, if you if you look at it in a, a, as a whole, mm-hmm. you see the difference between a unit of cavalry and a unit of infantry. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, and it, if you're if you're like me and you you went from like the last thing I had played of that era was Shadow, and you go from Shadow of the Horned Rat to Dark Omen, you're just like this is like a bright, beautiful new world, right? Because Shadow <laughs> Shadow had bad graphics. Like in 1995, Shadow's graphics were like mediocre at best. And uh, there are some times you're just like, I don't know what I'm looking at here. But Dark Omen at least is is good enough. Like you've got that 3D background and like, yeah, it's 2D sprites moving on a 3D background, but like the sprites are good enough that you're just like, oh yeah, that's my cavalry. That's my infantry, like you said. And you can tell the difference between things like goblins uh and and skaven which you, you definitely couldn't do all the time in uh in shadow where you're just like who am i fighting again and why uh at least all of the um both of these games have those nice big banners over the units yeah, which is that really necessary helps. right to to kind of uh see them but i think something that helps now too is playing on like an hd monitor that you know a a current common monitor as opposed to playing in 1998 on an old crt you know big beige monitor that was the size of like you know five computers today right yeah uh so having that you know not that in in that 800 by 600 ancient resolution does help and i should say too that gj is the reason that i'm able to play this game because he he sent me the um there's a, a wonderful community of of people who have kind of been keeping this game alive and updating it and, and doing like little tweaks and stuff and patches uh, and, and mods, uh, mods and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so GJ was able to to send me that and um, you can I, I think they've got everything on their their website, right? Yeah, um, the, web, the website is uh, en dot dark omen dot org. Yeah, um, I'll put that in the show notes too, yeah. so that anyone's interested. Uh, that's a fan can... site, and they have a forum, and on that forum, there's like the uh, uh, what's it called, the, the ultimate uh, Windows XP seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, the installation guide, something like that. It's a pinned post on the forum, or if you maybe just look at uh, Dark Omen installation and you type your uh, operating system. I don't know if it works for for apple but it should work for a windows computer and um there's a uh, a list of steps that you need to take to install the game on a modern computer and uh what what happened with me is something i i i followed all those steps and still didn't work and then i just got in touch with one of those guys uh, that they have a like a support email address or something like that and then with TeamViewer, they helped me to um, to set up the game. I, I had to change one or two settings or something like that. Something very basic, but that wasn't described in the in the notes. And I didn't know it. I couldn't find it. And uh, he helped me with that um, just to get the game going. And uh, they, they still have a, a rather active community there. So... Uh, Mm-hmm. If you're interested mm-hmm. in playing the game or maybe playing the game again, then definitely go check it out. Yeah. You might have to put in a little bit more work than you would installing a normal game, but it's it's worth it if you are if you're of the vintage that GJ and I are, 
or if you are just like kind of looking to to kind of discover this piece of of Warhammer history, right? Like this this game is is I think an important one in in that it and I mean Shadow of the Horned Rat was was the same type of thing, but but Dark Omen really refined it and kind of showed you the potential in a Warhammer game that that was something like RTS. Like you see something like Total War Warhammer now and the the absolute monstrous beast that that is. But you can see its roots in Dark Omen for sure. It's a much simpler game. It's a much smaller game, but it's it's good for that, right? Like it's a self-contained adventure in the Warhammer world and it's it's fun and it's got there's, you know, great characters, great story. The graphics are simple but fun. The gameplay is challenging, but you'll also have a good time with it. Like I, I complain a lot about like the difficulty and stuff, but I still go back every now and then and just like I feel like playing some Dark Omen. It's it's a good game. Um, it yeah, is. I, it still holds up to this day, at least mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have we are running a little bit uh, against the clock for this episode, but um, I, I know we have a quiz that we want to get to. But GJ, do you have any kind of um, kind of almost closing thoughts or, or things that, that you want to add on, on dark omen before we, well, yeah, actually I do. I, I, um, it's not so much a closing thought on dark omen, but it is a shout out to, uh, David Hattershaw. He runs the website Imperialis miniatures, uh, dot uk. I believe it's, it's a UK site. If you just look at Imperialis miniatures, then you will definitely find him. He's also on Facebook and on Instagram. And he has been doing uh, sculpts of the Dark Omen and Shadow of the Horned Rat units. He started with the Grudgebringer Infantry, the regular swordman. And he has now made the regular troopers and a command group for those. He is selling on, on their website. You have at the moment, at this time of recording, a 10% pre-order discount. Uh, I ordered a unit of uh, of 10 with command and then uh, two more packs of three to get a unit of 16. Um, also as a sort of uh, support uh, to keep him going because I do want to get eventually a full Dark Omen army. And if he wasn't doing those miniatures, I would probably be forced to convert Empire stuff to do that. So... Um, yeah, uh, check it out, uh, order some stuff, get get him to keep going, uh, keep putting out more miniatures, and uh, then hopefully soon we can actually play the game on the tabletop, mm-hmm. the video game. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're doing this, I am looking at his site right now. They are perfect to the artwork of the Grudgebringer Infantry. And they've got that wonderful hero hammer style. They look so so good that uh, I'm, I am bookmarking it, and uh, there there might be <laughs> there might be some purchases in my future as well related to this. I would love to see what he does with the rest of the stuff. It's it's very very cool, and it looks like he sculpts them out of green stuff first. Yeah, he sculpts which them is himself. Refreshingly yeah. old school. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Love it. They look great. So. Yeah, shout out to uh, Imperialis Miniatures there. That's awesome. I remember when uh, I think he was first showing them off on Facebook a long time ago, and I meant to keep up with it, and I didn't. So kudos to you, GJ, for for keeping an eye on that. And yeah, I think this is going to be right up a lot of people's alley, especially if they go back now and play the game. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, shall we move into our quiz nathan yes yes so this is another one that uh, gj just kind of told me before the episode so i i don't know what we're doing what it's about but i'm gonna put my thinking cap on and uh we'll see see how i do so gj what do you got for me the game is very simple the game is called a bernhardt banter or random ramblings i am going to give you a number of quotes 10 quotes in total Okay. And you get to tell me if this is a quote by everyone's favorite mercenary commander, Morgan Bernhardt, or if it is just a random rambling from someone else in the Warhammer Fantasy universe. Oh, okay. Sounds simple enough, is it not? It 
Oh, it is. I, you know, I, I kind of thought of something like this before. I, so I'm, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you, you've, you've done this. This is wonderful. Uh, yeah, this is going to be tough because <laughs> he's got a lot of lines in that. So he does. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, let's do it. I'm All excited. right. Here we go. The first one, I live to cheat death. Live to cheat death. Oh, that sounds very, sounds very Bernhardt. I'm going to go with, that's it's also just it's just generic enough that that's kind of tough um i'm gonna say bernhardt you are correct it is okay. a quote by morgan bernhardt second one i'm not going to fight them you fool i'm going to kill them hmm Oh man, this is, I think I remember him saying that, oh, or am I imagining that now? I'm going to, I'm going to say Bernhardt. It was Malice Darkblade. Oh, Malice. So very oh, close. I love Malice, but, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Same vibe, honestly, between those two. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. One, one and one. All right. And the third one. I can chop off a witch hunter's head and have my sword back in its scabbard within a single second. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I mean, not a fan of witch hunters. So that that checks out. That, to me, doesn't quite sound right. Let me think. Ah, I'm trying to think of all of his conversations with uh, Matthias. I'm going to say random rambling. I'm sorry, sir. It is oh, a, no. it is this part of Bernhard's banter. It is, it his, is. Uh, after the battle with the Hand of Nagash. And uh, <sighs> if you lose it, uh, Matthias says another failure. The Hand of Nagash is unharmed and beyond our reach. Can't you do anything right? And then Bernard says, I can chop off a witch hunter's head and have my sword back in the scabbard within a second. Okay, okay. Oh, clever. All right. All right. Number four. There are no problems that cannot be solved with cannons. Hmm. That sounds like a line from the game, but I don't know that that was Bernhardt that said it. I'm, uh, if I'm, I'm going to say random rambling. You are correct. So this okay. is, uh, I don't know if it is from the game, but it is a quote that I um, got from and remember from the 6th edition Warhammer rulebook. It is by <laughs> okay. Chief Engineer <laughs> Boris Kraus of Nolm. Okay. All right. It's one of those little uh, vignettes there. Yeah. All right. So you're two for two now, I guess, two right? Two for two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, just keeping my head above water. This is a tough, this is a tough quiz. I like it. Oh, yeah. I, I never told you that i was going to go easy on you <laughs> well, it wouldn't be dark omen if you did so that's true that's true yeah. yeah no rest until the blood of green skins flows like dark ale upon the earth oh my god okay i think i remember that line i'm gonna say i'm gonna say bernhardt it does start with a b but it is a dwarf joseph buckman bugman Damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is so getting me. Okay. All right. So three, ooh, two and three. Okay. I, right. I got to step up my game here. Number six, the grill rides out. Destroy the grill. Grail rides out. Destroy the grail. Oh, that could have been in, like, in battle dialogue. Ooh. Um... Okay, so let me think of. So he's moving along. He's trying to get the. Uh, it's like, hmm. Should I? Oh my! My gut's been so. I've been trusting my gut, and it's been it's been very mediocre to this point. My my gut says it isn't, but let's let's say Bernhardt. 
don't it know. Is the grail it is. It is. Okay. Being the black grail. Yes. That's okay. Okay. That. Yeah. All right. That makes that makes sense. I. Uh, I that that's uh, uh, like a mission one that I remember really well, and I just couldn't quite place when he would say that. And then, but okay, good. So, yeah. all right, we're back to we're back to to fifty percent. I'm gonna let's, yeah, let's see if I can finish on a finish on a couple positives here. Uh, these towers are plagued by a pestilence that I am here to cure with fire and steel. Oh, oh, that's. towers i say that's so that's such a bernhardt thing to say fire and steel that's that's a classic empire let's go for it uh that's that's a bernhardt you are correct this is yes. uh, right okay. before attacking the blighted towers and the pestilence he's referring yeah to okay that invade them yeah that was a, that was a very uh it's a very him thing to say. Yeah, it's it's funny, too, because you can like if you've played the game, you can kind of be like, does that sound like his voice? I'm trying to keep my it? voice as neutral as possible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so, so you're right. up one. Uh, so I'm up one. OK, let's yeah. see. Let's see if we can we can finish, finish, finish up. All right. Yeah, three more to go. And uh, number eight, kill them with swords, kill them with lances and spears, kill them with the bolts of your crossbows. Mm. crossbows. I'm going to oh, see that. Oh, that one's hard. That one's really hard because there's not not as much context to that one. That could be at any point. It kind of sounds like something. I'm going to go, let's go Bernhardt, but I don't love that answer. Shall I continue with the rest of the quote? Kill yes. their warriors, kill their women and their children, their oh, elderly and their sick, kill their hounds, <laughs> cattle and their livestock, but above all, kill with pleasure. This is a quote by Captain Darekill, if I pronounce it correctly, of the Black Ark Bringer of Joyous Oblivion. Ah. Prior to the punitive dark elf raid on the coastal town of Bergsburg, and there were okay. no survivors. It notes. There were no survivors. Oh, okay. from the oh, you... uh, rulebook. Okay. Oh, you got me on that one. I was just like, <laughs> okay, well, those are all things that appear in the game, and like I could see him. Yeah. I could see him doing that at like the beginning of a battle or something. I, Ooh, I that was, was, a clever I was one. hoping right. uh, you would fall for that. Okay, so we're four and four here. Four, okay, yeah, there's not much, much to go. Not much chance. All right. All right. Um, I am not a mechanic. That's a that's a Bernhardt. Th that's with the steam tank, right? It is, yeah. yeah. Our steam tank's been damaged. Can you help us? And then Morgan replies, I'm yeah, not I'm a mechanic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's so helpful. What a helpful yes. guy he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, the last one. Uh, this is in response to something, and uh, the it is in response to the sentence, you are going to hell. And the answer is, I was born there. Okay, see, I remember that setup, but is that is that the answer that he says? Oh God, that sounds so right. Oh, but you're so tricksy. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go. I was born there. Ah, uh, let's say Bernhardt. Yes, you're correct. Yes. <laughs> Matthias okay. says you're going to hell, Bernhardt, and then Morgan replies, "I was born there, okay. and call me Commander." <laughs> <laughs> that's of course it i i didn't oh, want to I read out the last no, you part because you i would have give given it away yeah. instantly instantly, but, uh... <laughs> instantly oh what a great quiz that was yeah. awesome dj yeah that was and, so and hard you, okay. you you beat it you're I, passed. Uh, I think i got a, like a d but i passed <laughs> six and four that was that yeah. was tough you you picked some good quotes there because the, even the ones that weren't sounded like they should have been in the game so yeah it was really hard Kudos. to find some of those uh 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad so, that sixth ed book gives you so many good, uh, nice little quotable <laughs> parts. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a great book. Um, yeah, wow, this is this has been so so much fun, and uh, and we've got to we've got to get going because we are up against it today. But uh, happy hundredth episode! So nice uh, that we could do this one together and talk about a fun. A uh, slice of Warhammer history. If you haven't played Dark Omen, please give it a chance. It's so much fun. Uh, if you have, go back and and play it again, and and uh, you know get frustrated, but also enjoy all of the the fun silliness that that comes with a, a beautiful little gem from 1998 there. And uh, just a sort of big thanks to everyone who has been listening to this podcast since uh episode one or you know episode 99 wherever you found us uh we're so thankful that uh that people listen to this and that uh, it gives us a great excuse to just reminisce about warhammer uh and have fun so thank you so so much to everyone yeah, Nathan, uh, also a big thank you to you, of course, for uh, carrying this podcast through 100 episodes. Uh, it's been really fun. I started out as a listener and then I became a casual guest and uh, now I'm co-host here. And uh, I must say doing these podcasts and listening to them are really uh, the highlights of my week. And I am sure that that goes for a lot of listeners too. So uh, spread the word and help us get to uh, episode number 200 or mm-hmm. way beyond. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. As as we always say, please share with your friends. And, uh, and GJ, don't sell yourself short. You've carried a good number of episodes now on your own. And uh, it's it's a blast having you with me. And I definitely probably would not still be doing this if if not for uh for your your awesome enthusiasm and participation and and just yeah yeah just happy uh, to help mate there. yeah all right well that's enough for this love fest i think for for episode 100 thanks again t- for listening and until next time have a great week thanks for listening you can connect with us on instagram or email us at wargamesorchard at gmail.com and don't forget to join us on facebook at the Warhammer Orchard. Know ye now, the time of mortals has come to an end.